0: Welcome again to Kansas City Actors Radio Theater. This is Walter Coppedge, and I'll be your host as we revisit Jane and Goodman Ace from the classic 1930s, 1940s radio serial, Easy Aces. This episode is baby food. We first introduced you to these characters in our previous episodes. Jane goes to a psychiatrist, and Jane takes up astrology. Easy Aces originally premiered on local Kansas City radio station, KMBC, in 1930 and continued its radio fame when it moved to Chicago and then to New York as a primetime CBS radio production. This episode first premiered on May 8, 1948. And now, on to today's episode. Mr. Ace, you were saying something about an abandoned baby?
1: Well, last week they handed me a rather distasteful assignment at the advertising agency where I work. They asked me to prepare an ad campaign for a brand new baby food soon to come out on the market. They sent me a sample of the stuff. It looked like strained moss, all green and stringy. And I'm sure no self-respecting baby in his right mind would ever walk into a restaurant and order the stuff.
2: Waiter! A self-respecting baby in my right mind, so I'll have the regular dinner with the Hungarian goulash. And instead of the strain boss, bring me a you'll <laughs> pick.
1: Hey get no substitutions. Yeah, why they picked me for this baby food campaign, I'll never know. Never having been a child myself, my background was all wrong. As a child, children confuse me. I remember very few things about my youth, but most of all, I remember Mama 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 used to say to me
3: now why don't you go out and play with the other boys why do you follow me around the house all day writing down everything i say what are you going to do write
1: a radio play or something also i remember life with father why don't
3: you be like johnny why don't you go outdoors and play with johnny johnny don't sit around the house all day why can't you be more like johnny
1: Years later, I returned to the scene of my childhood, and I wondered how that Johnny was making out. So I asked his mother. I said, whatever became of Johnny, Mrs. Dillinger? She told me it seems Johnny was a case of arrested development. Uh, Where was I? Uh, Oh, yes, baby food. I was sitting around the house after dinner the other night trying to dream up some newspaper and magazine advertisement for this brand-new baby food, and Jane was helping me out.
2: so hard you're getting furloughs in your brow
1: well this new account they wished on me would give anybody furloughs
2: well what is it dear maybe I can help you two heads are better than none they say well
1: then start using both of yours then
2: what is it about dear
1: Ah, oh uh uh baby food
2: Baby food, yes.
1: Advertising. Advertising. A new product. New product. Magazines. Magazines. Newspapers. Newspapers. Scalpel. Scalpel. Sponge. Sponge. sponge, Forceps. Forceps. Next. Next. Doing quite a business today, aren't we, nurse?
2: What's going on here? What happened to the baby food?
1: Look, two heads, I've got to write some magazine and newspaper ads for a new baby food.
2: (laughs) Well, what? Good as that. Babies can't read. Ah,
1: well, look, Jane, you know that, and I know that. But let's don't say anything to the client. He's spending a lot of money on this campaign. Don't tell him, will you?
2: Oh, I would never do that, dear. You know me. Dumb's the word.
1: Oh, oh, oh Jane.
2: What's the name of the baby food? Well,
1: it has no name. That's part of the job. I think I I have to think of a name.
2: Well, that shouldn't be so hard. Now, let me see. Let's all take one minute and try to think, huh? Okay, dear? If we must. All right. We're going to think. Come on, now. On your mark, get set, think. Uh... I'm thinking. Oh, this is a hard one. It's really a stinkler, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a stinkler, all right.
2: Oh, wait a minute. I think I got it. You have? Yeah, it hit me in the face a flash in the pan. Well, I
1: can see that.
2: Listen to this. What do all babies say?
1: How about, wait or I'll have the regular dinner with the Hungarian goulash.
2: All babies say, gaga. Gaga? So why not name the baby food gaga? And when the babies say it, their mothers will think they're asking for more baby food. Aren't I brilliant?
1: Uh, gaga?
2: Yes, capital G-A, siphon, capital G-A.
1: Ooh, that siphon intrigues me, Jane.
2: Don't you get it, dear? Oh, I don't want it. Look, I'm a baby.
1: Gaga! Go, go. After a fitful night of tossing in my playpen, I was still short one idea for the baby food campaign. At the office the next morning, things were complicated by a weird phone call from Jane to my secretary, Miss Anderson, who also happens to be Jane's sister.
4: I'm Jane's sister. When
1: I'm concentrating on a new idea, I ask her to be very quiet.
4: When he's concentrating on a new idea, he asks me to be very quiet.
1: I sit in deep thoughts, staring out of my office window, up at the sky.
4: He thinks to high heaven.
1: In the middle of all this, my boss, Mr. Norris, came in.
3: Mr. Ace, we have a visitor in town, Mr.
1: Fisher, the man who manufactures that new baby food. Oh, he's here? Well, maybe I should see him. I want to discuss something. See him? You're going to entertain him while he's here if I have anything to say about it, which I do. Uh huh. fine. I'll show him the town. Maybe take him to a nightclub. Hey, he ought to like the stork club. (laughs) Baby food stork
3: club. Mr. Ace, this is no time for levity. I've no patience for frivolity. There's a huge account at stake here, and it's up to you to help us land it.
1: Well, I'll try my best, Mr. Norris.
3: You'll do more than try, and more than your best. Mr. Fisher is a family man, a real homebody. I've already taken the liberty of inviting him to your house for dinner tonight. Uh, Tonight? Of course, tonight! We
1: must strike while the iron is hot. Mm. This isn't a problem, is it, Mr. Ace? Oh, no, 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 no. I'll call Mrs. Ace and tell her. uh, Answer that phone, Miss Anderson, please.
4: I'm on it. Hello. This is Mr. Goodman Ace's office. Miss Anderson speaking. Hello. Is that you, Sally? Oh, hello. Is that you, Jane? Just fine.
1: Is that Jane? I want to talk to her.
4: Your husband wants to talk to you, Jane.
2: Oh, I want to talk to him, too. Guess what, Sally? We had a blessed event. A baby has arrived!
4: Really? When did it happen?
2: Just a minute ago, on the front doorstep.
4: Well, of all things, I saw you just yesterday. You didn't say a thing about it. How very unusual. And how are you feeling?
2: Oh, wonderful. Excited, of course. Well,
4: naturally.
2: Let me talk to him, but don't you tell him about it. I want to surprise him. Oh, well, sure.
4: But surprise him? Doesn't he know about it?
2: No. It happened
1: after he left the house.
4: Well, that's certainly a miracle. Goodness. Let me talk to him, Sally. Uh,
1: Give me the phone, will you, Miss Anderson? What are you gabbing about?
4: I'd better not say. Maybe I didn't hear correctly, but I I don't want to get your hopes up for nothing. Uh,
1: Talk, 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 talk. Excuse me, Mr. Norris. Uh, Hello, Jane? Hello. Jane? Uh, Yes, yes, I know, I know. Guess what? (laughs) What? Uh, Look, Jane, I was just going to call you. I've invited Mr. Fisher, the baby food mogul, out to the house for dinner tonight.
2: Dear, a blessed event has occurred.
1: Well, I'm relieved you see it that way. Now, have a nice dinner ready, will you?
2: We've got a baby, a real live year-old baby. A note was pinned to
1: it. Yeah, very good. Uh, See you tonight, Jane. I'll bring him out about six o'clock. But, dear... So long, Jane. Ah, there you are, Mr. Norris. It's all arranged. Now, will Mr. Fisher come here, or do I go... Wait a minute. What the... A baby? Uh, What's that, Mr. Ace? Did she say a
4: baby? Oh, then I did hear correctly. Uh, Congratulations, Mr. Ace. What's that?
3: You have a baby? Excellent. Nice timing, Mr. Ace. Yes, it couldn't have happened at a more opportune time. This will really clinch our deal for Mr. Fisher's baby food. Mr. Ace, congratulations again. I'm going to write an inter-office memo for the other men in our organization, citing you as an example of stellar cooperation, putting the pedal to the metal to get the job done. Well done, Mr. Ace, and goodbye for now.
1: Ah, isn't that awful? What has she done now?
4: What has she done? Oh, really now, Mr. Ace? (laughs) What have you done?
1: Yes, I know what you're thinking. This whole thing's too coincidental. My working on a baby food account and Jane finding a baby the same day. Well, if you don't believe that part, I know you won't believe the rest of the story, so it's been charming. and See you next week, okay? <laughs> but for those of you who want to stick around, I can tell you that while I was collecting my wits at the office, Jane had invited a godfather over to the house for the baby. Walter, our next-door neighbor. He's a radio announcer. You hear him doing commercials all the time. I heard him the other night doing a commercial for a theater company he said something like like uh go see a play
0: what better way to re-engage with the world you've been away from for a year or more live theater is waiting for you Ah, what a salesman parents does your
1: child say tell me a story well show her a story Mm, that's walter and he and jane are cooing over this newly found infant
4: Walter, did you ever
2: see anything as gorgeous as he is? He's as pretty as a fixture.
0: Hello there, boy. Let's have a smile. Smile. Come on, smile.
2: I am smiling.
0: No, no, Jane. I meant the baby. Oh.
2: Walter, you should have seen him smile when I picked him up from the doorstep.
0: Really? Did he whimper?
2: Not a wimp.
0: Well, are you going to keep him, Jane?
2: Keep him? Of course I'm going to keep him.
0: But isn't it the law that you have to report it?
2: No. I think the law is if nobody calls for him in 30 days, he's mine. (laughs) Oh, look, Walter, he likes that. He says, that's right, 30 days.
0: 30 days, old boy.
2: (laughs) Oh, I think he's talking, Walter. Can you hear that, too?
0: Oh, he can't talk, Jane. The note said he was only a year old. What else did it say, Jane?
2: Oh, it said... I'm a year old. Please take care of me. And such a nice little handwriting he's got, too.
0: Oh, now, Jane, the baby didn't write that note.
2: Oh, I know. I'm just a proud mother talking. Oh, I wonder who that is. Well,
0: maybe it's somebody coming to get this baby.
2: Oh, I hope not. Watch him now, Walter, while I go see. Well, I-, I don't know how to watch a baby.
5: Yes. What is it, please? I beg your pardon, but could you use a good nanny? A nanny? Yes. I'll work for very little. Just room and board will be enough. Well, I'm really desperate. I need work. Well, come in. Come in. Oh, thank you.
2: A nanny? Yes, we might need one at that. I just got an addition to the family. Uh, do you mind babies in the family? Well, I'm a nanny, so no. I love babies. Well. If I hired someone, I'd want her to take care of the baby. Well,
5: I'm a nanny, so yes, I'll take care of the baby. Oh, well, that's more like it.
2: Isn't it cute? Look.
5: Oh, so beautiful. Hi. <laughs> oh, I'd just love Hi. to work here with you and this beautiful little bundle, and I'll be so grateful for the chance. What do you think, Walter?
0: Well, this all seems a little odd, but I suppose it makes sense now that you have this child, Jane.
2: yes. Well, what is your name, miss? Agnes,
5: um, Agnes Jones, uh, Smith. Agnes Jones Smith.
2: All right, Agnes, when do you want to start?
5: Right now. I'll start right
2: now. Just show me where my room is. Well, we have a spare room. It's right in there. I'll show you. Here it is. Go right in and take off your coat and you can start right away. I hope you'll like it here.
5: Oh, I know I will. And as for the baby, don't you worry. I'll treat it as if it
2: were my very own. My goodness, Walter, some excitement. A new nanny and this darling little boy. Yes. Oh, yes, you are. Here, let me lift you up. Upsy crazy.
0: (laughs) You know, Jane, Jane, that young woman, Agnes, it's odd that she just... Showed up like that, don't you think?
2: Exactly what I was thinking. You know, Walter, if this was one of those radio serials, I'd swear this baby was left on the doorstep by Agnes, and then she came to get a job here as a nanny so she'd be near her baby. You know those stories.
0: <laughs> yeah, that corny stuff.
2: <laughs> yes, that corny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look! Laughing at that radio, nonsense. You know, someday he'll grow up to be a studio audience.
1: (laughs) While Jane was making like Mrs. Whistler and wondering what to send herself for Mother's Day, I was sitting at the office trying to figure out what had just happened. And Miss Anderson was heckling me from the sidelines.
4: As Jane's sister, as well as your secretary, I think I'm entitled to a fair explanation of this baby yeah, business. But,
1: but I don't know any more about it than you do. Oh,
4: come now. I've figured out the facts of life. Oh,
1: you have? Well, I wish you'd explain them to me.
4: Well, first the bees carry the pollen to the hive, and then the hive makes honey.
1: Uh, I don't think you've got that right. Uh, Look, do me a favor, will you? Call the house, get Jane on the phone. i got to talk to her now.
4: I should hope you would after what you've done to her.
1: Uh, Fisher coming to dinner, and she calls me up with this
4: baby business. What puzzles me most is that I saw Jane just yesterday. She didn't say a word about this. Hello? Jane? Jane, is that you, Sally? Jane, what goes on there? As your sister, I demand an exploration.
1: Uh, Miss Anderson, will you give me that phone? Let me talk to her. Uh, Hello, Jane. Is that you, dear? Uh, Yes. Jane, what happened there? What's this about a baby?
2: I told you. I found the baby on the doorstep with a note pinned to it.
1: Found the baby on the doorstep?
2: The note said, I'm a year old. Please take care of me. And guess what else? I just hired a nanny to look after him. A nanny? Yes came to the door and asked for a job, so I hired her. For no money, so don't you worry. She just wants room and board and she'll look after the baby. Oh, Jane,
1: Jane, you're not thinking of keeping that baby. And
2: why not, if I may be so cold? Well,
1: because you're not. I'm going to report it to the police. Stool pigeon. Stool pigeon? What are you talking about?
2: You wait till you come home and see him tonight.
1: But I'm having Mr. Fisher tonight for dinner. It's very important. I cannot lose this baby food account.
2: But, dear, baby, he won't mind. He makes baby food. I'll tell him our baby eats nothing but his baby food.
1: Hey, wait a minute. That's an idea. I can report it to the police after I get the account. Uh, Jane?
2: Yes, Father Ace.
1: Oh, go oh, stop that, will you? Jane, take care of the kid and listen now. Not a word to Mr. Fisher that it isn't ours.
2: I know, dear. This is strictly between us and me.
1: Yes, strictly between us. <laughs>
2: a beautiful
1: baby, dear. Yeah, we're not keeping him.
2: Oh, he looks like he understands everything I'm saying right to his nose. Honestly, dear, he's almost human.
1: Almost human, yes. And so are you, Jane. So are you. <music> yes, I know it was a shabby thing to do making a huckster out of a one-year-old baby. Shows you how a man in the ad business will sell a strange kid's birthright for a mess of strained moss. Well, late that afternoon, Jane and Walter were still cooing over the baby, waiting for me to come home.
2: And this little piggy went to the A&P. And this little piggy went to the Safeway. <laughs> oh, he likes that story best, don't you, little fella? All right, Uncle Walter, it's your turn again. Gee,
0: I don't know any more stories, Jane. I told him every one. Oh, wait. I'll read him this commercial.
2: Walter, you wouldn't dare. Why not?
0: He's had a whole afternoon of entertainment. Now comes time for the underwriting message.
2: Well, maybe you're right, Walter. Sooner or later, he's got to learn he can't go through life having a good time without stopping to listen to a commercial. All right, baby. Uncle Walter will now share an underwriting message.
0: Can you hear music programming that includes blues, jazz, reggae, rock, hip hop, alternative, and world music all in one place? That's right, KKFI 90.1 FM in Kansas City, Missouri. And KKFI is the Friday at noon home of Kansas City Actors Radio Theater. What an interesting concept, Jane, radio theater. We should check it out sometime.
2: Only if I have time, Walter. I'm a new mother.
1: I'm
2: home. Oh, look who's here, baby. Here's your daddy. Look, dear, did you ever see such a cute baby? Say hello to him, dear.
1: Uh oh. Uh hi, kid.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, God. Oh, fine, fine.
2: Dear, what did you do to him?
1: No,
0: I didn't do anything. He made the baby cry, Jane. I did not.
2: Don't cry, baby. It's only your father.
1: Look, he scared the little fella. Walter, why don't you go home?
5: Mrs. Ace, what happened? Is something wrong? What made the baby cry? Mr.
2: Ace came home.
1: Oh, fine. Now I'm the bad guy?
2: Oh, well, Agnes, this is
5: my husband. How do you do, Mr. Uh, Ace?
1: How do you do, Agnes?
5: Mrs. Ace, I must insist on putting the baby to bed. It's way past its bedtime.
1: Oh, uh, wait just a minute, Agnes. There's a man coming to dinner, Mr. Fisher. I want him to see the child, and as soon as he sees the baby, you can then put him to bed. (laughs) Uh, Oh, the baby, that is. Oh, there he is now. I'll go, Jane.
5: Mrs. Ace, it's way past the baby's bedtime.
2: Oh, a few minutes more won't hurt anything, Agnes.
6: Welcome in, Mr. Fisher. Good evening, Mr. Ace. What a lovely home. Very kind of you to have me for dinner.
1: Uh, Come right in. Have any trouble finding us?
6: Not at all. Your directions were impeccable.
1: Good, good, good. Right in here, Mr. Fisher. Ah, Here we are. Ah, This is my wife, Jane. This is Mr. Fisher.
6: Happy to meet you, Mrs. Ace. Pleased to
2: meet your acquaintance.
1: Mm, And this is our neighbor, Walter, who is just going home.
6: Mr. Fisher? Uh, Glad to know you, sir. How do you do? Oh, look at that. What a beautiful child. Yes.
2: Say hello to Mr. Fisher, baby. Gaga. Well, well,
6: well, what are you trying to say?
2: He said, Gaga. You see, dear, all babies say
6: Gaga. Oh, yes, I suppose you're right. Gaga. Gaga to you, young man. I wonder what babies want when they say gaga. Well,
2: if gaga was the name of your baby food, Mr. Fisher, their mothers would think they were asking for that.
6: Gaga baby food? Yes. Babies go gaga over gaga. Gaga. Look at the little fella. He likes it. Mr. Ace, there's our advertising campaign. Oh,
1: you mean you like that?
5: Mrs. Ace. I think the baby should be put to bed now. Oh,
1: yes, Agnes, that's the idea. Thank you for taking him in. Oh, so soon. We've just met. Well, y-
2: well we only kept the baby up, Mr. Fisher, because Mr. Ace thought he'd have a better chance of selling you his advertising idea.
1: Jane, please. <clears throat> Agnes, please take him to bed.
2: Come on, Walter. We'll all go watch Agnes put our little boy to bed. Off to bed we go. Let me carry him
5: in. Oh, Mrs. Ace, I'm perfectly fine Only the baby. Come along, little one.
6: Well, Mr. Ace, congratulations. He's a fine husky, young man. Looks just like you, too. Oh,
1: like me? Ah, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, after all, I wear glasses and have this mustache.
6: Here's an idea, Mr. Ace. How about using your son's picture on the label? My son? I'll give you a $1,000 for the use of his picture. A $1,000? Well, the money has nothing to do with your advertising agency. It's for the baby's mother. In fact, I'll make the check out to Mrs. Ace if she'll sign a release. I here she is. Is your son asleep, Mrs. Ace? Yes, he is. He fell asleep the minute we undressed her. Her? Uh, Mrs. Ace, I want your son's picture... Her? What are you talking about, Jane?
2: Sorry, dear. Slight mistake. His is her. What? We just found out he's a girl, or she's a her, or
6: a she. What's going on here? Uh, I knew something like this was going to happen. What happened? Someone explain this to me.
1: Uh, 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 well... The baby isn't ours, Mr. Fisher. Mrs. Ace found him on the doorstep On today. the
6: doorstep? What?
1: Yes.
2: Found her, dear. Found her on the doorstep. You've used the wrong pants.
1: Uh, wrong pants, yes. I wish this whole thing was in the past pence.
6: Mrs. Ace, don't tell me that baby in there isn't yours.
2: All right. I won't tell you that.
1: Well, uh, fine, fine. Look,
6: Mr. Fisher, that shouldn't make any difference. You can still use the baby's picture on your label. And be sued by the baby's mother. Oh no. I'm willing to pay a thousand dollars to the baby's mother for the use of the picture, but who'll I give the money to?
5: You can give it to me, Mr. Fisher. What? Agnes, but you're the nanny!
6: Wait, wait, wait a minute. Agnes, are you you mean that
1: baby is yours?
5: She's mine. I left her on your doorstep, Mrs. Ace. I'm a mother. You?
2: Then what am I? And who is Mr. Ace?
5: Oh,
1: Jane, Jane, quiet, please. Agnes, what about the father? Where is he?
5: Oh, my husband John went out west to make us a home. He couldn't take me and the baby. He's having a very hard time, And, and this money is now my chance to join him. Oh, thank you, Mr. Fisher.
6: I'll take that check. Well, if you're the baby's mother and you're willing to sign a release for the use of the child's picture as a part of our advertising campaign... Oh, I will anything very well you'll be at mr ace's office in the morning and we'll make out the release and the money will be yours
5: thank you very much you've given me new hope
6: then it's all settled uh
1: but mr fisher will agnes go out west to meet her husband
2: and will she take the baby with her
1: and if she takes the baby with her what about the picture of the baby on the label
2: and what about agnes's husband will he be waiting when she gets out west
1: and will mr ace get the advertising account
2: tune in next friday at the same time agnes you You're the nanny. That's my line. Tune in
5: next Friday at this same time. Mrs. Ace, I want to thank you. And you too, Mr. Ace, for everything. John and I will be forever grateful.
1: Ah, it's nothing. Things like this happen every Friday at noon around this loony bed. Well, yesterday we left the Aces, Jane and Mr. Ace, with heavy hearts they had been a sad farewell to the little stranger they had both come to love, except Mr. Ace.
2: And Agnes had taken the $1,000 offered her by Mr. Fisher for the use of her son's picture, who turned out to be her daughter, and who Jane pretended was her own son, but was really the daughter of Agnes, the unfortunate woman who pretended to be a nanny.
5: Because her husband John, although he had come out of the war a hero, had been unable to pick up the tattered remnants of his life, or anything else, and he had been advised by kindly old Dr. Fisher...
6: No relation to Mr. Fisher, the baby food tycoon who spells his name with a C. But who is the kindly old Dr. Heinrich Fischer, famous Viennese psychoanalyst who, after a brief stay in New York where he met John, was hired by kindly old 20th Century Fox as technical advisor on their next picture for Ingrid
3: Bourbon, currently appearing in the Arch of Triumph with Charles Boyer, whom you will remember for his brilliant performance in Algiers with Hedy Lamarr, who was brought to the attention of Hollywood by her success in the foreign picture
4: Ecstasy. Which was produced in Vienna, the home of Dr. Heinrich Fischer, the kindly old doctor who advise John to go west and make a home for Agnes and the child John has never seen, because Agnes was always leaving it around on doorsteps.
1: As we look in on the aces today, we find nobody home. She speaks.
4: Dear, why don't you be like
2: Agnes's husband, John? John didn't sit around the house all day. John went out west.
1: Okay, Mrs. Dillinger, this is where I came in. Oh, my life, why can't I be like John, John, John? <laughs>
0: This episode of Easy Ace's Baby Food was written by Goodman Ace and was brought to you by Kansas City Actors Radio Theater. It stars Sydney Garrett as Jane Ace and John Rensenhouse as Goodman Ace, featuring Tisha Bankston as Agnes Jones-Smith, Patrick Beasley as Mr. Fisher, Phil Fiorini returning as Mr. Norris, as well as voicing the girl, mama, and father, Jan Rogie as Miss Sally Anderson and the baby, and with yours truly as Yes, the announcer, and your friendly neighbor, Walter. This episode was adapted and directed by Darren Sextro, with sound design and engineering by Mary Robinson. Special thanks to the UMKC Theater Department and Greg McInder. Kansas City Actors Radio Theater is also made possible by support from donors like you and our episode sponsor Donna Thomason of Eventology. Our program sponsors include the Muriel McBrien Kaufman Foundation, the Estelle S. and Robert A. Long Ellis Foundation, the Miller Nichols Charitable Foundation, the Missouri Arts Council, the Richard J. Stern Foundation for the Arts and Theaterly with enduring thanks to Valerie and Mark Andrus. If you'd like to help make Kansas City Actors Radio Theater possible, visit kcactors.org and click on the red support us button to learn how. Join us again next Friday, same time, same location on KKFI 90.1 FM. This and all episodes of Kansas City Actors Radio Theater can be downloaded on the Kansas City Actors Theater podcast wherever you consume your podcasts. I'm Walter Coppedge, your host. And until we meet again, stay safe and stay tuned.
6: Keep young and beautiful If you want to be loved